Transition Radio from San Diego, exploring the world of change with you. Are you ready to take your life to a new level? Join transition coaches and best-selling authors Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster as they explore strategies to navigate changes in health, relationships, money, career, and so much more. Get the information and tools to make your life smoother, easier, and more productive. And now, your hosts, Paula Shaw and Kendi Foster. Welcome to Transition Radio. We are so delighted to have you here with us today. Paula Shaw here with my co-host, Ken D. Foster. And in studio with us today, we've just got a great show for you. We're calling it Wings for Success. And with us will be Melinda Whitstock, an award-winning journalist from BBC and ABC, who inspires women to put on their entrepreneurial wings and fly. And also with us... Denise Koronek, the world's fastest woman who did just that. That's going to be amazing. And I can hardly wait to hear her story, Paula. <laughs> That's uh, the fastest woman alive. I uh, know. And her coach. And her coach. Bob Howard Bob is Howard's also going to be, be with, telling uh-huh. us how he got her to become the fastest woman alive. Wow, that's going to be amazing. Yeah. So, Ken, why don't we open, as we have been, with a reading from your new book, The Courage to Change Everything. Thank you so much, Paula. This book is coming out here in April, and here's a little uh, reading from it. So, courage and perseverance have a magical talisman, before which difficulties disappear and obstacles vanish into air. That's John Quincy Adams. True success comes as you become more authentic and real with yourself and others. When you allow yourself to bring forth your brilliance by mastering yourself, You will realize who you truly are and what you are capable of accomplishing. Mm -hmm. I found that dreaming big and committing to creating creating those dreams is the quickest way to unleash the attraction power that is within all of us. You will attract exactly what you need to create your dreams, but you must get real with yourself, acknowledge your magnificent self, and name any success stoppers daily. I'm not talking about becoming an egomaniac. I'm talking about acknowledging the greatness of who you are and allowing more of that brilliance to improve the world. If you set large goals for yourself and then use those goals to self-actualize, at the end of the day, you will not only accomplish the goals, but you will become the person with the qualities and accomplishments you would like to have. Today, ask, who do I have to become to achieve my dreams. Where can I open up to receive more? And who can I invite to mentor me in the process of becoming all I can be? Beautiful, beautiful. Boy, that just smacks to me of so much of what I was watching all week long on the Olympics. Oh, yeah. <sighs> tell, tell me about uh, that experience for you, Paula. I am an Olympic junkie, and I'll tell you why. Because I mean, I cry on a daily basis because to me, it is so beautiful to see human beings who are performing optimally, you know, who have stepped into their dream and who were willing to put in the time and the work to make that dream come true. And when you get to be there, oh, I can cry to stop. You get to be there in that moment when it happens for them. 
I don't know if you saw Sean White take I the did. gold. Or, I did. You know, the, the, oh, I'm an ice skating freak. And some of the perfect performances that we got to be yeah. privileged to, those moments of greatness, oh, it's just fabulous. They're inspiring. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love the fact that we're inspired by the Olympics and they, they bring out the best in us. And this show is all about that. We're all about bringing out the best in our listeners. Mm -hmm. And I know that sometimes we feel like, oh, they can do it, but I can't do it. Mm -hmm. Oh, the, you know, you have to you know, be some superhero to be able to accomplish your dreams. And right. it's just not true. No. I mean, look at me and you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, 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 we've accomplished so much on our uh, radio show over the last year and a half. We're now on 54 stations across the nation. Who yeah. thought? Right? Yeah, Who thought true. that when we started that? And 15 podcast and, platforms. Uh, the top podcast platforms in yeah. the world and on Roku TV, mm -hmm. Google TV. Mm -hmm. uh, we're on Spotify now, on internet radio and blog talk radio and iHeart radio. Yeah. I mean, who thought? Yeah. Okay. That's so true. <clears throat> so it was just, it was a dream mm -hmm. and it was one step at a time. So I want to ask our audience this. How do you know if you are not living to your full potential? that you are not generating the dreams that you have in your heart. How do you know that? Well, the answer is results. If you look at the results in your life. So if you have a sense inside of you that you are not feeling fulfilled, mm -hmm. you know, we, we all know the guidance is there, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're not having a sense of fulfillment, that's one sign. You know, if you're in disempowering relationships and you're feeling like, um, it, you, you need to get out of that for some reason, right? Uh, to live the dream. What is the dream? Yeah. Business-wise, right? If you're, mm -hmm. if you're in a mediocre job or you're in a place where you just, you have a sense that you want to grow. Yeah. Those are some of the things we look for if you want to develop your dreams. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm thinking as I'm listening to you, Ken, what stops people? You know, what stops them from stepping into big dreams and I just thought of something that I, fear, of course, is huge. I think fears of fear of failure, really fear, is fear of success. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just it, fear. I'm not enough. I can't do it right. I don't know how to do it. How will I ever learn? Not smart enough. But yeah. you know, another one that just came to me that I hadn't thought of before: clarity. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like you you really can't go forward until you're clear about what you want. Isn't that interesting? I just had a conversation with a friend of mine riding uh, bikes the other day. Uh -huh. And, um, you know, he's been in a state for uh, quite a while now, a couple years of not having clarity of what to do, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, in the excerpt I just read from my book, you know, I invited, and I invite my friend, which I did, and I invite mm -hmm. our listeners, if you don't have clarity, you know, to look underneath what is causing that, mm -hmm. right? Is there is there worry? Is there fear? Is there guilt? Is there shame? Is there remorse? Mm -hmm. Is there something traumatic that's happened to you that you are feeling like you are using the excuse of clarity to get you to where you need to mm -hmm. go, right? So mm -hmm. it's, clarity can be a blocker. Oh, I just right. got clear yet. I just don't know my purpose yet. Yes. I just don't know if it'll make money yet. That'll stop people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so interesting you're saying that because I've been listening on Audibles to this book, this new book, The Five Second Rule by mm -hmm. Mel Robbins. And her whole thing is the minute you, an idea comes to you, count backwards from five. And when you get to one, move your body, take some kind of action. 
And what, what's an interesting point they brought up in the book was when we take time to think something over, it's actually an ancient protection mechanism because the brain doesn't really want us to change. The brain wants us to stay alive. It's only built for survival, really. And so your change creates a threat or your new idea of doing something different actually creates a threat. So this impulse to take time, think it over, not go into action right away is all actually part of our hard wiring for protection. But it can keep That's us interesting. stuck. Well, it can't keep us stuck. And I, and, I, and I love that because all you procrastinators out there, you just were, you just, uh, you're off the hook, <laughs> we right? We called you out. It's, it, well, you're off the hook too well, because true. it's just now your you know brain. Why. It's built in. But, Good point. But, but, there is a but. You can, you know, we're not destined to procrastinate. We're not destined to live small. We're not destined to just have a mediocre life. Mm-hmm. You know, the destiny is created by you. Right? right. You know, they say we come in with 75% is kind of pre-programmed, right? You know, mm-hmm. our environment, our socially, uh, how we've been socialized, right. you know, institutionalized. Genetics. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. DNA. So we kind of, 75% is kind of programmed in. Mm-hmm. But the 25% is not. That's your free choice, your free will. So your 25%, though, it's been said, will determine your 75%, right? Mm-hmm. So, But if you do nothing, then the 75% will rule your life, and you'll just go on doing, living in the comfort Probably the zone, not doing the same thing your parents or your grandparents did or Ab- that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because, you know, as we've said before, because we're all about helping people deal with change, and people have a love-hate relationship with change. You know, we need it not to get bored to death, and we need it in order to up-level our lives. Right. But we hate the discomfort of it. Exactly. We hate that new thing oh. that doesn't feel easy and familiar. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. We do. It. And you know, the unknown is a little scary. But you know, here's here's what I use. I use a three step process to get out of that. Mm-hmm. First of all, I realize that I'm an infinite being. Mm-hmm. It. You know, there's a part of me when I can realize that we got to step back out of this mortal thinking, this mortal body, and start mm-hmm. thinking in eternal ways. It steps me out of my little life, right? So I start to think in those terms. And then when I'm in there, I start to visualize what would it mean to have unlimited success? Mm -hmm. Imagine that, right? Mm -hmm. Now, we've used this process even on our radio show. How, you know, what, what has to happen for us to have unlimited success and grow this nationwide, mm-hmm. which we've all, we're well on our way to doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next thing, uh, the third step is to ask really powerful questions, you know, like what has to happen for me to create success beyond measure, right? Or what are the three steps I can take today to accomplish my most challenging dreams, yes. right? And then, like you said, Take action, take action, take action. Yes. Right. And ultimately work with whatever you need to do to stop your limiting beliefs from stopping you. And that's a topic we'll have to talk about one day in a little more depth because those limiting subconscious beliefs can be the silent culprits. Well, they are the silent culprits. And if you're having that challenge, I'd like you to go to paulashaw.com. And uh, and uh, connect with Paula because right there on PaulaShaw.com, you can get the help you need to overcome those limiting beliefs or you can come to KenDFoster.com and uh, sign up for my newsletter or get one of my free gifts to start you on that path too. All right. 
And in our next segment, Melinda Whitstock will be talking to us about how she overcame the obstacles, became an award-winning anchor, and leads women to entrepreneurial success. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Now, more than ever, it's important for women to understand why they need a financial strategy. Women tend to make less money than men, live longer, and face more financial challenges during retirement. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair. With evolving roles and increasing responsibilities, women are seeking out ways to become more knowledgeable about their finances. My life's work has been to empower women to make good financial decisions today to help ensure you have a bright future tomorrow. I'm here to help you learn more and to become more. Give me a call for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion at 619-997-0416. 619-997-0416. That's 619-997-0416. California license number 0B42369. Securities and services offered through HBEC, Inc. Member FINRA, SIPC. HBEC, Inc. and Michael J. Lucia and Associates are not affiliated. Would you like to help someone in need to move from poverty to prosperity? Stars of Courage, a 501c3 nonprofit, is looking for established life coaches with experience in education and career mentorship to build confidence and create clear paths to success. Join our team of experienced coaches in a wide variety of fields, equipped with warm hearts with a passion for lifting up those in need. Our Stars of Courage. Find out how you can make a difference at starsofcourage.org. That's starsofcourage.org. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. Welcome back to Transition Radio with Ken D. Foster and Paula Shaw. And this is going to be an amazing segment, Paula. We have uh, the award-winning journalist, Melinda Whitstock, on the line. You want to introduce Melinda? Yes, I can't wait to. This woman is not only amazing, she's a dear friend. She is a visionary, an entrepreneur, innovator, and founder of and CEO of four scalable media tech businesses and a passionate advocate for women in business. Her new podcast, which is doing incredibly well, is called Wings of Inspired Business, and its purpose is to help women get the right mindset to manifest the mojo and the money they need to land their moonshot. I love that. She's also an award-winning journalist with the BBC and ABC. So, Melinda, my goodness, I could go on and on with your credentials, but we have to save some time for the interview. (laughs) Welcome. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. It's so wonderful to be with you and with Ken, and thank you for that lovely introduction. Well, thank you for being that lovely person. So tell us a little bit about this podcast, Melinda, The Wings of Inspired Business. Well, it's it's really inspired so much by my own journey as a female founder. You know, so often, um, the only woman in the room Uh, all the challenges of raising angel and venture capital money as a technology founder, it's so difficult. I mean, women still are only getting about 2% of the available capital. And I thought, you know what? Enough. Yeah. (laughs) I want to be 
the change, you know, that I want to see in the world. And I am passionate about creating and catalyzing an ecosystem where women really lift each other up, hence WINGS. WINGS stands uh, uh, for Women Innovating, Networking, Growing, Scaling. And so how could I, in my way, bring all my skills together and all my experience to really catalyze that ecosystem and have women throw business to each other, you know, invest in each other. Mm. And you mentioned Moonshot, and my Moonshot is to invest $10 million in the next 10 years um, in at least 100 female-founded and run businesses. Oh, I love that. And so so by inspiring these women to change and to grow and to be all they can be, what do you think is going to be the result of that? Oh, my goodness. That's a wonderful, like, I wish I had a crystal ball, but I think there are so many things, Ken, that women bring to the table that uh, we undervalued in ourselves as we tried, because we didn't really have any role models or any mentors. Uh, it was like we thought, and certainly in my generation, you know, we thought we had to do it like all the dudes were doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Well, you, you know, in in necessarily work. Yeah, you touched on something I want to ask you about. You know, under I hear this a lot with women, and and I'm not sure men get it. So, it's, I don't think sometimes women get it. But how do you undervalue yourself as a woman? What does that really mean? Oh my goodness, it shows up in all kinds of different ways. Um, often as people pleasing. You know, on a simple mm. level, sometimes we fill conversational gaps for lack of confidence. Mm. Um, we try and be all things to all people. Sometimes the fear makes us turn into perfectionists where we launch the product, you know, too late (laughs) Mm, or we don't ask for help, right? Um, I think I see a lot of women who um, don't really understand leverage um, as much as, as you must to be a successful entrepreneur. So, for instance, if you don't know how to ask for help, it's impossible to scale a business. And there are a lot of women who maybe make it to, you know, 100,000, 200,000, 500,000, say, in annual revenue, but can't quite get beyond that because the thing that's made them want to be an entrepreneur is a deep domain expertise. And so, like, I know this. I don't want to make other people wealthy doing this. I, I want to have the flexibility and be able to be my own boss and go out on my own. And so many women create practices and because they're, they're essentially doing what they're really good at doing. But in order to really create a business, you have to get out of your own way. You have to be able to ask other people for help. You have to hire other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't be a perfectionist. Sometimes done 80% <laughs> or even 50% as well as you could do it is better. <laughs> yes. What, and, what do you think are some yourself. of the biggest challenges that face women, particularly, Melinda? Well, I think the first one is really mindset. And the reason that I talked about, you know, sort of mindset, mojo, and money is that we're sort of challenged in in all those aspects. And Mm -hmm. I I think men are too. I mean, I think to succeed as an entrepreneur, um, really in life, but especially as an entrepreneur, you you need to have a a, a positive mindset. You need to be in in alignment with your authentic purpose and, mm-hmm. and, and genuinely know where you're going and be, be able to kind of see or understand your why 
being in alignment with it, being able to take care of yourself, you know, all of those good things. Mojo is interesting because women often are very slow to raise their hands and speak up um, when they have an idea. And again, this is part of the perfectionism gene, (laughs) But, but it manifests sometimes in business where we really have to stand up and be thought leaders and sing our own praises. And I think sometimes personal branding gets confused with personal bragging. And women fear that if they really stand out, that maybe they'll outshine their man or maybe their girlfriends won't like them or their family will think they're getting too big for their boots, that mm. kind of thing. And so sometimes we don't really step full into to our authentic mojo. Um, and then the third thing, of course, is money, access to capital. Um, sometimes also in a sales context, um, we can underprice ourselves or we can overdeliver. And again, that comes back to just, you know, being able to have the confidence to value, value, you know, ourselves and our worth enough to be able to ask for our worth yeah. and value ourselves enough to be able to create value for others. You know, those, those are, uh, there's a lot of points that you just made, right? So, and I like what Paula <laughs> said, where the heck do you start? I got it. Money, mojo, and in, in, uh, in mindset. Um, out of those three, which, what, where would you recommend somebody listening to the show go, okay, listen, you're a new entrepreneur, you, uh, or, or maybe you're not even an entrepreneur, you, you're in the corporate workplace and now you want to do something a little different, you want to step into something new, where do you start? Honestly, I think everything emanates from mindset. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you can have a Harvard MBA, it doesn't mean you're going to succeed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if you have, like, limiting beliefs about money, or you don't value yourself, or you don't know where you're going, or you don't really know what your true purpose is in life, it's very, very difficult to succeed. So that really is the first thing. And I've learned that along the way. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs learn that. Um, Really, well, I'm just going to back up and I'm going to say, if you want therapy, become an entrepreneur. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as long as you're willing to to get a lot of help, right? Well, you learn so much along the way because it mm. tests you, and uh, it, it's it, it, it's necessarily a roller coaster ride, and and you have to have the the resilience to embrace failure as a good thing because failure, all that means really is you're testing hypotheses and you're learning and growing and it's really how you react to all of that. And that again comes back to the mindset. Mm-hmm. This is such important stuff, Melinda, and it's interesting because Ken and I in the first segment touched on many of these things and talking about why people don't step into bigger dreams. And I know that you are actually putting on a virtual summit to help women in a big way with these uh, three things we've been talking about, money, mindset, and mojo. Would you tell our listeners about that summit and how they can maybe be part of it or listening to it? Oh, my goodness. I am so excited about this. <laughs> Me Paula, too. of course, you are part of the virtual summit as well. I it is know. five days of jam-packed learning and epiphanies and aha moments and practical tips and proven hacks from 50 of the top entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs um, in the country. Um, they include Kara Golden, who is building a unicorn that is a billion-dollar business as the CEO and founder of Hint. You might have seen Hint Water. 
Uh, Tina Sharkey, who created iVillage and now is the CEO and founder of Brandless, which is a wonderful company in the consumer goods uh, business that's really marketing to millennials um, and growing super, super fast. We have Lauren Flanagan, who was had worked with Steve Jobs <laughs> and had some of the biggest um, exits in Silicon Valley in the dot-com era and then became the first female VC. And she gives all her tips about how to raise money. Um, and then we have wonderful, so many women coming also from the, 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 the transformational leadership space, you know, mm-hmm. branding, um, a woman who's going to talk about how to make your own chat bot. So, you know, a lot of really, really practical tips. And I, I want everyone to come away from this summit with not just, hey, I learned a lot of stuff, but look, really practical tips for how to get going, no matter what mm. stage you're at. So if you're like in corporate and you're thinking of taking that leap or you you have a practice, but you really want to scale it into more of a business mm-hmm. or you have a startup and you're looking for capital, like, oh my goodness, or you're looking to build your team or figure out how to do your culture. Um, we have Jen Lim from Delivering Happiness um, on talking about culture. It's going to be so exciting. And so we have the early bird page, which will be up March 1st, and you can go to wingssummit.com and get an early bird. Let's, let's spell that out. Let's spell that out. Hold on. Where is that? Wing, W-I-N-G? Wings Summit. So W-I-N-G-S and then S-U-M-M-I-T. Summit. Does someone have two T's? It's got one. Wingssummit.com. And um, our early bird sign-up will be up March 1st, and then the full kind of landing page and all the details and everything um, next week. Is this, are, uh, is this a summit that costs thousands of dollars? Is this, uh, what it can does I- not cost thousands of dollars. So, um, so here's the skinny. It's free if you want to just a- attend in real time. Um, and then we have a couple of other different pricing levels. And so um, it starts off early bird pricing. Um, there's a tier at $97 and there's a tier at $197, um, starting at $197. And that last tier is awesome value because you get all the videos and the audios and the trends. Oh, that's so cool. And Melinda. You can download everything and you get access to all of us okay. in a mastermind on Facebook after the summit ends. Well, and Melinda, what are the I don't want to be abrupt. Just give us the dates really yeah. quick again that it will actually be airing, Melinda, and then we've got yes. to go to break. April, April 9th to the 13th. Okay. Melinda, you've got to come back. We want to, you have so much good stuff to share. We are grateful you were here. We love you, and we'll talk to you soon. We'll be right back. Absolutely. Thank you for having me on. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. Attention business owners, the feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand in hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you, who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free conversation 
confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. Is living in today's fast-paced world making you feel stressed and out of balance? Are anxiety, sleeplessness, depression, lack of focus, or weight gain robbing you of your relationship and your energy? If you're ready for change, you need to call Paula Shaw at Rebalancing You. Paula helps you identify and eliminate self-sabotaging thinking and behavior. Using a wide variety of mind-body techniques, she provides her clients with the most effective processes for their specific needs. To book a rebalancing session with Paula, call 858-480-9234. That's 858-480-9234. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. And welcome back to Transition Radio, brought to you by Sherry Blair, your financial consultant. We are very excited that in this segment, we have in studio two Amazing beings, the well, we, fastest we sure woman do. in the fastest world, woman and her alive. coach. So tell us about him, Ken. <laughs> yeah, I sure will. So on September 13, 2016, Denise Mueller set the woman's land speed record on a bicycle at Utah's Bonneville Salt Flats, hitting 147.7 miles per hour. On a bicycle. On a talking, bicycle. Not a motorcycle. And we also have her coach here, John Howard. He's a three-time Olympian and member of the U.S. Cycling Hall of Fame. John and Denise, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> so, Denise, mm-hmm. please tell us right up front. What exactly does it look like for a woman? I can't even imagine my legs going around that fast. 147 miles an hour. How are you on a bike going 147 (laughs) miles an hour? And you were behind a truck, right? Or would you tell us about this? Explain it. It's actually a a motor-paced bicycle land speed record, Mm -hmm. and it's done at the Bonneville Salt Flat. So it's a lot of people ask, oh, is it all downhill? No, it's perfectly flat. But it's the uh, the air draft behind the vehicle that is actually what helps pull me along because it creates a vortex in the back. And you're so attached to this I'm, vehicle. I'm attached only until about 90 miles an hour because it's a single gear bicycle. So I can't change gears. The faster I go, get into a harder gear. It's one gear. So it's like having a car in fifth gear. You can't drive out of the parking lot. You need uh-huh. to get pulled up till when the engine can finally Just turn it. The, ima- the vision of me being attached on a, on a bicycle <laughs> at 90 miles an hour to anything. And then hit the release button incredible. and go on your own. Right. And that's yeah. actually a really pivotal point. Oh, that would be. Because, because yeah. we increase in speed very, very quickly. But when we transition from being attached to releasing so that I can take it from that 90 miles an hour on up to the 147, that we all of a sudden are not increasing speed at the same uh, at the same right. Uh, oh, right as quickly as we were before. And so with that, um, that transition is very important. And we have a female race car driver, Shay Holbrook, who is driving the Range Rover that we used in 2016 because we did this in September of 2016. And it was um, that's it, just going through that is it's it, it's an awesome feeling. It's like going to Disneyland and going on your favorite ride. 
And because people will ask, were you afraid? And I'm like, no, it, actually, I was excited, exhilarated. I'm I, terrified like, just yeah. listening. <laughs> oh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm detached at about 90 miles an hour. And then I stay in the vortex because a lot of people ask, oh, does the car go away? No, the car stays there or the SUV stays there uh-huh. the whole time. And I stay in that protected draft. Well, how does the SUV know how to, to increase in speed at what rate? How, is that part of the art of this? It is. It's sort of what we call the magic dance mm-hmm. that we figured out along the way. Because we actually thought it would be this linear increase. And you right. just sort of get find the right thing and just almost set it on cruise control and keep increasing in speed. The right. same, But it's actually this oscillation that occurs. And so I'm, I'm surging forward, then surging back. And, and that is occurring. And the Shea Holbrook had to modulate her accelerator wow. so that she's pushing forward. So we're increasing speed. But as soon as I started coming forward, she had a or as I start floating back, she has to let off the accelerator just enough. And it's very, it's, it's not huge adjustments, but if you get those off, I can be actually out of the bubble of air and then I'm facing the wind, which is no way to get back into the, oh, no. into that vortex. Let, let me add some, something to that. Uh, you have to keep in mind that Denise has all of one horsepower at around 700 watts at one horsepower. So mm-hmm. what you, the car has is almost 550 horsepower so it's very the the subtle transition back and forth is a a real talent and and it has to be uh it has to be honed and air is the single most detrimental factor to going fast so the car essentially bores a hole through the wind so she's being pulled in 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 essence in the draft or the vortex Mm -hmm. well okay so i'm wondering you know we're talking earlier in some of our other segments about uh dreams and increasing your uh potential right and and stepping into your purpose what what happened here how did did you decide that this is going to be part of your life well, what's interesting is I raced as a junior when I was a teenager, and John was one of my coaches when I raced bicycles. And um, I was very successful as a junior. I had a couple podiums at the World Championships, about 13 national championships under the coaching of John Howard, my other coach, Doreen Williams-Smith. And I did what a lot of people did. You know, you get into life, and after high school, I, I got married, had children, ran a business, you know, I did what a lot of people did and got out, created one little goal for myself, which was uh, some friends of mine ran the Rock and Roll San Diego Marathon. And I saw that and went, oh, I want to do that. So in 2010, I set my sights on running a marathon just because I made a goal. With that, I ended up, you know, my son got involved in it. I reconnected with John Howard and wanted him to coach my son. He got me back on a bicycle after 23 or oh, so years of being off my bicycle. Oh. And um, ironically, it was John who, and he can say whatever he saw in me, that he still saw whatever was there and, and actually came up with the idea about this land speed record. So it's interesting how one goal what? ran into many other goals and then oh. came what, up with What did it. you see in her, John? Well, I saw fast twitch muscles for starters. <laughs> uh, Typical coach looking it's at a, it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a God-given uh, uh, ability <laughs> to be able to turn, the, in this case, the pedals over quickly. Yeah. And, I mean, I and so I, I said, look, let's, uh, I want you to get back into racing because you still have that talent. That doesn't go away. That's always with you. And uh, I ha- my, my personal goal for her was to, was to, to uh, win a national championship, which she did in the master's category, which is very difficult to do, and, and it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. 
and she did it twice, back-to-back, Masters National Criterium Champion. And that set us up for the land speed record, building a, a, a power base and a speed base. And now we're we're doing max overload training. We're doing a lot of heavy, heavy lifting. She can hasn't and had her prime can deadlift two hundred and thirty pounds. Well, that's a huge, huge accomplishment for a woman, oh, especially. Yes. And so I think Denise is one of the strongest. Or for a man, women for that matter. Exactly. Well, I was say, for any of I us. I had trouble with yeah. eight pounds the other day. <laughs> So she, so she's her power is there now. We make that um, very careful transition to speed, uh, and she'll be ready in September. Uh, not so, too much racing because racing is dangerous, and we're not going to be doing too much of that. But uh, what the isn't this is on dangerous? Keeping too. her at yeah, at no her danger position. in there. Calculated I mean, risks. Yeah. Calculated, calculated risks. Yeah. But I so that I've got sense. a question, and I mean this with all respect. Why? <laughs> Why do you get on a bicycle and go 147 miles an hour? And I think the most common answer you'll hear when you ask people who are crazy, and I say crazy in a nice way because that's the number one word people use, is Mm -hmm. why not? Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, what's interesting, and and I need to give a little bit of credit here, actually a lot of credit to John Howard, is he in 1985 was one of less than a dozen men that set this record that have actually broken it. The record's from 1899, and John Howard had the record from 1985 to 1995 at 152 miles an hour. So what better mentor to have that? But what one of the things that really triggered the why, to answer your question, is John had said to me after I'd got back into cycling, and he saw something there that I didn't even see in myself. And again, that's being able to have, and I know you do coaching and things of that nature, but when you have a coach and somebody who looks at you and sees something that you don't even see within yourself mm-hmm. and has that belief, because he said, you realize no woman has ever done this. Men have set this record since 1899. The last man that did it, the current record holders, 1995. No woman's ever done it. I'd have a women's record. So, I mean, for me, right then and there was okay. (laughs) And then it was like, oh, now all the details. Because then he came up and said, well, I'd like to have you, you know, get back into cycling racing. So you become a little bit more relevant. Again, your top of mind awareness for people out there. And Mm -hmm. I want you to win a national championship. And I tell you, that's when my stomach like imploded on itself. And I'm like, no, I'll do this record. But I was more afraid of going out there to win a national championship because the pressure. And... John saw something in me that I didn't think I was capable of winning the national championship, John. but I won two back-to-back. Wow. John, what, what's the mindset that you have helped instill in Denise so that she could actually win that national record and is going to break the uh, speed record? Well, Denise is, is a, a, a goal-oriented athlete, and she, she goes after her goals, and she's, she's very very pragmatic about setting uh, small uh, intermediate goals to accomplish the larger mission and and is almost single-minded about her pursuit. She's got a business to run and she's got a family and she's able to pull that off because she really has uh, the ability to, to focus on on the goal and what it takes to get there. So I applaud her for that ability, um, I I have it too, but I'm I'm focused on helping her achieve her goals right now. Mm, amazing. Well, I want to know so many things. <laughs> I mean, just <clears throat> thinking about what you've done and what it's like. And I want to know too. When we come back in the next segment, let's talk a little bit about what's it done for you personally, Denise. 
How has it helped you grow as a person? Absolutely. All right, cool. So we will be back in just a minute. We'll be back with Transition Radio and your hosts, Paula Shaw and Candy Foster. How confident are you that you'll have enough money to retire when the time comes? Your financial future may be at risk and you don't even know it. Hi, I'm Sherry Blair, financial advisor, and helping you meet your financial goals is important to me. Let me help you make smarter financial decisions that will keep your money safe, growing, and there when you need it. Call me for your free no-obligation consultation or a second opinion, 619-997-0416. California license number 0B42369. Securities and services offered through HBEC Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. HBEC Inc. and Michael J. Lucia and Associates are not affiliated. There's a question many of us ask ourselves when we are grieving. When will this pain ever end? Life transition coach and grief recovery specialist Paula Shaw wants you to know there is light at the end of the tunnel. In her new best-selling book, Paula gives you information and practical exercises you can use right away in your recovery process, including breathing methods, the emotional freedom technique, energy psychology work, and many other healing tools. Grief, when will this pain ever end? Available now on Amazon.com. We're back with Transition Radio, exploring the world of change. And now, here's your hosts, Paula Shaw and Ken D. Foster. Welcome back to Transition Radio. We have the fastest woman on the planet with us today, <laughs> Denise Karenik, and her coach, John Howard. And we're talking about what's coming up next for Denise and John. So just before we talk about what's coming up next, I would love it if we could go back to the question I asked at the end of the last segment, Denise. What has this done for you as a human being, as a woman? You know, it's really interesting because when you set goals, and for me, it's, a, it's about the goal setting. Um, my coach had talked about the fact of I do set goals and I go after them. Mm-hmm. And I've done that in a lot of areas of life. But this, this has just transformed into such a big, larger than myself. And I think that thing I did not realize. I'm used to setting a goal. I want to run a marathon or I want to go do this or I want to go do that. Mm -hmm. This has actually been a very public goal. And also it puts you in a different spotlight because as John says, when he did his, it's like a subculture notoriety. So now people recognize you in certain avenues, like especially in the bicycle racing community. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I got inspired to do is to do some public speaking. And so that's the end result after this so that I can help inspire other people because one of the things we had chatted about is I'm 45 years old. I was racing when I was a teenager. Like a lot of people, you move into life and you do the, the career, the family, and that's pretty much what that ends up being for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And I sort of stepped out of that and set a goal, and I never knew the one little goal of, running a marathon would lead to this goal, which is so big. And that's what I want to be able to do is help inspire other people. So it's really gone Mm. beyond what's inside of me. It's now, in a sense, how I can help others. Well, you know, it's uh, it's changing. Culture's changing. Um, What we do, like you just brought up, you know, in the old days, you know, you got married, you had kids, and, you know, you spent the rest of your life with your family and taking care of your family. That's great. We do a lot of that. But it's changing. Culture's changing. I think you're uh, one of the women leading the, uh, the edge of that right now showing what's possible for women to step out of yourself. And this is really, this is so much bigger than you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's what people have a, um, a difficult time wrapping their heads around it. 
it's it seems like it's so huge that nobody else could do it. You but, know, earlier in the show, Melinda Whitstock was talking about some of the obstacles that stand in the way of women. And one of them was, first of all, uh, not believing that w- well, we can do it, mm-hmm. prioritizing, taking care of everybody else, um, not feeling that level of confidence and ability. So I think, in my own view, your standing is a great role model of, okay, maybe you don't know that you can fly at 147 <laughs> miles an hour yet, but you'll do an, a marathon. You know, take the first step. Go into action. And you did. And, I mean, the outcome is is huge. And I think there's that responsibility because I, again – didn't see what my role would end up being. And instead of going, oh, it's just not me. And I, and there, there's a difference between being humble and also accepting something that's been provided to you. And that's the fact of, you know what, I did do this. And there's lots of people that say, wow, you inspired me to do this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I did. Mm-hmm. But I have to own that and go, thank you, I did. And you can do this too. Yes. And that's the thing is everybody yes. can step into their own role and you just never know where it's going to lead. And mm-hmm. I just have to accept you know, where it's where it's brought me and use that to its benefit and not just hide totally. it away. And I think another really important piece here is the value of having someone else believe in you. Yes. You know, I'm an addiction professional by training. And one of the things once I remember is in a study on different ways of helping people get clean and sober, they looked at every kind of treatment program. And the most important factor was whether or not the addict believed there was at least one person that believed in them. Yeah. John mm-hmm. Howard, I think, has been that person for you. Maybe there yes. are others as well, I'm sure, your family and others. But he not only had the belief, but he had the experience. He actually had done it. So it was like, okay, I've walked this. It's like Yoda. You know, I've already mm-hmm. walked this path. Just follow me and believe, yeah. and you did. It's like climbing a ladder. You, Your goal change as you progress up that ladder Mm -hmm. and one of the most gratifying things from from any for any athlete is to have someone approach you and tell you that you inspired them to to go out and accomplish even greater things in some cases but at least inspire it's a key word and i think it's important to point out where we're going next with project speed uh, we have the, uh, a grandiose plan. We are going after the men's record now. And <laughs> most most people have no idea how how much power it takes to do this. Well, we can bring Denise physically up to that potential. And we think that uh, with the right equipment, we can break the men's record. We can actually go after the world. How long it? ago was the men's record uh, broken, and, and what is the record? 20, 21 years ago? Uh, 1995. Okay. And uh, Fred Rompelberg from the Netherlands is the one who did it at the Bonneville Salt Flats at 167 miles an hour. Oh, my goodness. So that's 20 miles an hour faster than you've already gone. just 20. <laughs> yeah, it's just 20. It's just 20. It's just an extra 20. I love 20. your attitude. I love that. Yeah. Well, it, that's why she's a winner, folks. Yeah, actually, yeah. So, you know, just an extra 30 miles an yeah, hour. Just spin those keep legs there a little faster. We're, we're very meticulous about the way we do things and mm-hmm. the training process. Uh, the numbers are there. She can. She has the potential to produce the kind of raw mm-hmm. power that it takes to do this, and we we measure that, and we know that she's capable of doing it. So, 
Uh, in my mind, it's it's simply a matter of putting the project together, and of course, sponsorship is also a part of that. Equation. So you you had mentioned that uh, seven hundred watts of power generated by her uh, her legs is that is that accurate? Or is that uh, well, is we've that, seen we've seen twelve hundred. So seen we know she how can, long can she, can she go, maintain that? Not very long. Not very long. That's <laughs> my long. that's my jump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's her okay. jump speed. Yeah, yeah. but but. Uh, <clears throat> I've, I've, I ride with her, I train with her, I know that uh, when she's on, when she's having a good day and the, the preparation is perfect, there are, there are very few men who can match her acceleration. So, so you know, you, you mentioned fundraising. Let's, let's talk about that. Um, how can people get involved with, uh, with Denise and the uh, uh, Project, Project Speed? Speed? Well, we have the website and the uh, Facebook page. Um, what are the one? addresses of the yeah, and the names of those? Yes, theprojectspeed.com is okay. our website, and there's a donate page on that. Okay. Um, and donations done through that are 501c3 deductible because we do that in conjunction with the Perimeter Bicycling Association of America, Great. who is um, our supporter on this. Um, and then we have our Facebook page if, um, is, if you just title it, it's Project Speed Denise, you'll be able to search it. Um, but if you want to go straight with the um, symbol at FireCycle. It'll go right to that too. So at FireCycle? At, at FireCycle, At yes. FireCycle on Facebook. So if you're on there right now, yeah. we can go check that out, right? But don't stop the live stream. But don't stream. stop yeah. the live stream. <laughs> that That's right. Yeah. Wait till the interview is over. Unless they have a computer and a phone. Yeah. They share. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's great. No, it's so exciting. So this this is a big thing. And I just have to ask, because maybe I'll never get this chance again. You're looking at this, in my mind, huge goal in September what does that feel like? You know, what's interesting is when I set the goal, when we set the goal for September 2016, it there was no threshold. So I did not have to beat something. Yes. It was, I got to set the first ever for women. Yes. So there was a lot less pressure. Now I have a number that I'm going after, and I'm going after at minimum 167 miles an hour to beat that. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Um Obviously, anything can happen. We're doing everything in our preparation for this, and I know that I will have done everything to prepare for it, but there may be weather issues and what have you, and it may not happen, and mm -hmm. I have to be accepting and understanding of that, but in my mind's eye, I know that I'm going to go 170. <laughs> so I just, I already have the number. I have a vision board. It's literally 170 miles an hour is up on the vision board. I look at that every single day. And after you do that, you have to come back here when it's all fresh. We want to interview yes. you right oh, after you, thank you. do oh, that. Oh, yeah. That I think it's going to be 171. That's the number I'm oh, getting. 171. <laughs> okay, I love that. Yeah. And I think, I'm sorry. I just one thing that is really important because I've mentioned it a few times and people have said that they've heard this and, and it's been impactful for them is I mentioned my vision board. Mm -hmm. So I have a board and I have different at facets of my life, but one of them is my goal here. So mm -hmm. I have the 170. Um, I also have what's called a gratitude board because mm. if truly the vision board is working the way that it should, you're going to accomplish things along the way because it's a living, breathing, constantly changing. You constantly are adding new visions onto that right. and some you actually go and achieve. Mm -hmm. And then I move, when once I've achieved it, I move it over to the gratitude oh, board because nice. now the gratitude board is full of all the things that have occurred that used to be on the vision board. So it reinforces what that vision board actually does. I love that. Well, that's idea. a great tool for all of our mm -hmm. listeners. It yeah. is. It is. On any goal that yeah. you're uh, trying to achieve. Um, I want to ask one last question if we have time. Uh, John, I'll address this to you. Uh, how's the technology changed since the last record was broken? I mean, I, I, let me ask yeah. you this. What was the biggest changes that have happened in technology? Because I know a lot's changed that will give her the edge. 
Uh, the bicycles, just like modern racing bicycles, aren't typically made out of steel anymore. They're made out of carbon fiber, so they're lighter. Uh, the the systems, the suspension systems have improved. Uh, it's it's easier for her to pedal it up to speed, as opposed to um, having to struggle. So when she gets to that final trap, which is one mile long, she'll be better prepped. She'll be ready, and her she won't be anaerobic at that mm. point. Mm-hmm. So the lighter equipment is the big thing. Uh, the bike is, is is significantly better than the one I used uh, because it is lighter and, and does have uh, superior suspension. And we now know that we don't need the heavy braking systems that we used on the current bike. We're going to take most of that off. She's going to be riding with minimal braking, uh, which it just breaks add weight to the bike. So you want to take those off. You don't need, need those. Who needs, bra- who needs brakes? <laughs> We're not planning Who needs brakes when you're going 180 That's miles an your hour? T-shirt. You know? yeah. Who needs, who needs to, to stop? <laughs> <laughs> and I give a little bit of love to um, KHS. They're our sponsor on the bicycle and have done an amazing job in supporting us along the whole journey from the very beginning before when it was just an idea all wow. the way through now. So uh, just Wait. one last question. Oh, what length of time are we talking from the minute you start until you get up to that speed? Well, for basically the five miles, it'll be less than two and a half minutes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Amazing. All right. Okay. Speaking well, of Denise less and John, and I hope minutes. you come back and let us know. <laughs> oh, thank you, do you. That? Absolutely. Thank you. Okay. Let us yes. know. Love yes. that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank okay. you. The show is sponsored by Sherry Blair, your financial consultant. And uh, we want to let you know that you can see us on Facebook. And also on 15 different podcast platforms. So just Google Transition Radio or Transition Radio Show or just come to our website, TransitionRadioShow.com and let your friends know about us and listen to all of our shows. Or listen to us on KCBQ right here in San Diego. (laughs) There you go. Or ask Alexa. Or ask Alexa. We're across the country. (laughs) See you soon.